where I think everybody should take it because it will, it will, if you're a self-aware person now, you will know yourself inside and out by the time you're done with it. <laughs> you will know yourself inside, out, sideways, upside down, every nook and cranny. And one of the things I see in the metaphysical world is people Googling their birth charts, pulling tarot cards like four times a day, every day, and not feeling different in life. And it's because those tools become a tool for escapism and not a tool for growth. And we want you to know thyself and we want you to feel like no matter the circumstance that life is feeling alive is a possibility for you and feeling like you can feel the magic coursing through your blood and that you know that you have some agency in every situation is available to you. We want you to do that. Things will happen that give you the same, there'll be a different thing, same feeling. So then you're able to use the things in holistic witchery um, and the five-eye spiral and conjuring abundance, all of the tools that you have in astrology to then look at, I have the same feeling I had before in a new and exciting circumstance. And how do I work through this next level and addressing the feeling that never really, the feelings don't go away. They live in your energy forever and they come out with new circumstances. So holistic witchery, you do again and again and again, um, because you're a different person every time you do it. And we've had people go through it. We've been doing holistic witchery for five years and we've had people who've done it for at least once a year, all of five years. So uh, definitely check it out. If it's been on your interest list, you know, let us know if you want information. We'll get it to you. Oh, love, self-love, romantic love, all the love. Happy almost Valentine's Day. Uh, we're going to talk today about embracing self-love and yeah, it's the, the day of love y'all or that tomorrow is, I guess, Valentine's day. And we're going to talk about embracing self-love this Valentine's day. Um, because when we do that, our love for everybody else can expand. We have capacity for other people and everything is so much better. If the word witch makes you feel full of power and excitement, if you love personal development, but loathe boring love and light conversation, if a sexy combo of witchery and inner work piques your interest, you're in the right place. Welcome home, Magic Maker, and welcome to Expedition to Soul, the podcast brought to you by the Sisters Enchanted. Welcome into today's episode of Expedition to Soul, uh, embracing self-love. That is what we're here for today. So, I mean, it probably seems pretty obvious to you that you've got to embrace self-love. you got to love yourself. But let's talk about why and why, other than Valentine's Day is coming up, why we're talking about this. So I have been hosting community at the Sisters Enchanted for almost eight years. Like right around the corner, it'll be eight years. And if there's one thing I know to be true, it's that at holidays like Valentine's Day, Christmas, Mother's Day, there are always women who are left disappointed. They are left feeling like other people in their life didn't think of them, even though they thought of everybody else. And there's a whole lot of reasons for that. There's a whole lot of thoughts I have on that topic. But this is one of the reasons I want to talk about embracing self-love. Because when we are focused so much on all these external relationships and getting love from other people, 
we lose that connection we have with ourselves. And when we are getting love from within ourselves, we rely on it less from other people. And we're more fulfilled in our own selves. So we're better able to see people for who they are. And some of these people in our lives might just really not think the way that you do, where you might think of prioritizing others, and maybe they don't think that way. So embracing self-love allows you to speak, communicate clearly, set clear boundaries and set clear expectations for people. If you want roses and candies and all that, you know, when we lead from self-love, then the loving thing for ourselves to do is to communicate that to somebody and communicate it clearly so that you know they've heard it, they've received it, and they are fully capable and empowered to act on it, right? When we solely focus on all this external stuff, we lose the opportunity to embrace love for ourselves, which allows us to better love other people. Think about the lover's card in tarot. This is another way to look at this love piece. The lover's card in tarot typically depicts two people together. I actually have a tarot deck right here next to me. I'll pull mine out. They happen to be in order because I am missing my death card in several tarot decks. And it's not a mystery. When I used to have an office space, I currently work from home. I used to, I worked from home and then I had um, an office. Then I worked from home and then I had a different office outside of home. So twice I've had offices outside of home. Um, with working from home in between. And now I'm working back home again for the last like a little over a year. And I have a storage unit. And I was teaching a class one day on tarot. And I used the death card as an example. And I took the death card out of a whole bunch of decks that never made it back in. And now they're all in that storage unit. Anyway, this deck is missing that death card. So I happen to have them all in order from that little experiment. So our lover's card, it's typically two people entwined together. The one that I'm looking at features some kind of bird. I don't know what they are, like tall standing birds. And they're like the lover's card. Sometimes they're holding hands. Sometimes people are depicted like as lovers. Uh, but the lover's card is more about just love. It's really about the choice that we make to love people, to love ourselves. It's the decisions that we're making. It's not really about like romantic love necessarily. It's about the decision we're making to be in relationship with something, the decision you're making to be in relationship with something. And at this Valentine's Day, I'm inviting you to make the decision to be in relationship with yourself, to embrace self-love so that you can better love other people. Now, the lover's card comes after the Hierophant. So that tells us in the fool's journey with the Hierophant that we have met society, right? We have entered the world. We've been influenced by the world around us. And that influence is what's driving us to make these connections and these relationships, how we've seen the world, what we've experienced in the world is also driving us to re be in relationship with ourselves in a certain way. What does it look like to love yourself as you are unconditionally, right? After the lovers is the chariot. And this is also a decision card. The lovers is a decision card. So is the chariot. Um, but you think about it after you make your decision at the lovers, which is influenced by whatever you've seen in your life to date. So society has influenced you to decide how you will love, who you will love and why, um, what that loving experience will be. And then from there, we have the chariot, which is 
everything that comes next. It's like that you've made the choice. Now here's what happens. The car starts, it moves forward and you're on the road, right? So whenever we can go back to that lover's card and reconsider how we're choosing to love, who we're choosing to love, we can start the engine on a new chariot and we can go down another road. So I encourage you this Valentine's Day to think about embracing self-love as a choice. It's a choice you're making to love yourself fully and authentically so that you can support yourself in loving the other people in your life. When you love yourself, it is easier to love other people. When you do not love yourself and you don't love the choices you've made and you feel like you're a failure, it is very hard to love other people because you will continuously see in them all of the things that you don't like about yourself. They will be a mirror to you over and over and over again. But when you like yourself, you can be a mirror to the things that you like in others, right? Or they can be a mirror back. However that goes, I don't know. But when you like yourself, you are more willing and able to see the good bits in other people and not all of the bad stuff because it's really a reflection of your inner self. All right. Now in our free stay magic magazine, and you can find this on the blog post for this episode, we actually have a tool for you. It is our five I framework. And it's like a self coaching tool. And we have one specifically for embracing self love. So I'll be sure to link that up. Basically, it walks you through how do you want to feel? How are you going to feel that way? You make a shadow work statement. And it will really help you start with this if you're not sure. If I said something here and you were like, oh my goodness, I feel like that's me. This will help you start to work through it. And it's totally free. So we're going to link it up and you're going to want to get your hands on that. Plus, it'll be on the blog post that goes with this episode as well. All right, a short one for you today. But happy Valentine's Day. Do some love magic. You know, think about embracing self-love, but also, you know, love magic is a very powerful kind of magic. (laughs) Get in there and enjoy that. All right. All right. Enough of me. Okay. Thank you for hanging out with me. Embrace self-love. Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, I hope you have a great one. And until next time, I hope that you have an enchanted rest of your day ahead. But wait, before we head out of today's podcast episode, we're going to break for a Ask Me Anything segment. Before we go, we're going to do an Ask Me Anything. And today's question is about releasing expectations, which actually ties in perfectly to what we were just talking about in this episode. How do you release expectations from people? And this question came from a person who is in our community and they happen to know she's a mom and she's got a husband at home. And I think the question is around like when you release expectation, so you're going to try not to be mad at people (laughs) for what they do. And then you get really frustrated though, because like they're on some level, that expectation just needs to be met. So an example could be if you think that the kitchen counters always have to be sparkling and clean. And then you like release the grip you have on people to keep them sparkling clean, but then no one tidies them up. They just get really messy. And then everyone's suffering as a result because you let go of expectation. So here's the thing about expectation. Expectation, when we release expectation on others, we really want to think about our expectations around how people should be as people, right? So I'm going to use my real life as an example for this. Uh, I am a person who wakes up early. I'm like a rise and grind kind of person, which I know not everybody is, but I am. I wake up early. I've like worked and exercised 
made breakfast for my kids, eaten myself, fed the cats. Like I've done all this stuff before the typical person I would say is even like out the door to go to work. Um, but that's my personality, right? That doesn't make it the way it should be. And it doesn't make it right. That's just me. My husband, on the other hand, he likes to sleep late. He has no rise and grind about him whatsoever. He likes to be up at night and, you know, he values like watching his favorite TV show at night and all these things, right? So we're very different in that way. Here's where expectation comes in. If I then start to expect him to be like me, that's not going to work. So when we put expectations on people, consider those expectations as to how you are deciding how somebody should be and whether or not the way they are is right or wrong. So I need to release the expectation on my husband that he get up and get out the day because that's not his personality. And if I expect that of him, we're just going to be fighting and angry at each other. He's never going to meet my expectation. Now, this is different than things that need to be done to keep the community happy. <laughs> so like, you know, if I just never got rid of my garbage and it piled up in my front yard, eventually there'd be like a health person or the police station would be here. Be like, um, you're a public health hazard. Like you've got to take care of this because there are certain things you just have to do to be in community. So when you think of your household or people that you work with, releasing expectations starts with how you want people to be. And then the things that need to be done to keep the community moving forward, those are like community standards that have to be met and also clearly stated how it benefits everybody. Now, if you've never done something like this before, it can take time to make that transition. So um, like at work, for example, with my workmates here at the Sisters Enchanted, whenever we start a new expectation or a new standard for how something will be done, you know, it doesn't happen overnight. People forget, they they like skip a step or they say, oh, well, I thought it was more of a suggestion, <laughs> not like how we do things now. And it takes coming back to you again and again and again. The same is true with a family. If you decide that every Thursday, like the whole house gets vacuumed and the floors get mopped or whatever, and that will take time. And somebody though has to be the owner of that community standard. So if you want that to be done, and nobody else wants it to be done, then you're probably going to be the owner of it. Uh, and then over time, setting the example, the idea is, is that other people might want to be the owner of other things, or you could suggest that to them. So if you have an expectation and of a person, you know, if you have kids or you live with a partner and they never clean up after themselves, I would release the expectation that they will be a different person because they will likely not be a different person. Like if they already aren't bothered by the mess or if they're not bothered by like whatever it is that's bothering you, they're not just going to wake up one day and be bothered by it because it doesn't bother them. So then their communication has to happen and expect them to not be bothered by it. And then how can you communicate with them and say, this is how I'm impacted when it's like this. So what do we do to make this livable for all of us so that we all feel comfortable here. So there is a little bit of a difference between releasing expectation on just how things are, right? And releasing expectations on people and how you think they should be. My other part of this is how things are done. So <laughs> we just had a conversation in our mastermind group. We have a chat in there and we were talking about laundry. Of all things, laundry brought out <laughs> the conversation in the people in the mastermind. And we are talking about 
you know, who does laundry, how, right. And everybody did it different. Like for me, um, when I used to do laundry, like 10 years ago, before I had children, I would separate the laundry. I would do darks and I would do whites. And my husband, actually, we didn't even, we did separate laundry until we had kids and I would, you know, like do pay a little more attention. Then we had children and then I was working one business and opened a second one at the same time and then was pregnant with baby number two. And at that point I was like, I don't care how this laundry is done as long as it's done. And so my husband took it over and I hate how he does laundry. He throws it all in. He puts too much in. He doesn't use the soap I like, <laughs> but like he does the laundry. So he's like, well, if I have to do it, I'm going to use the soap I like. I'm like, I guess that's fine. That's a trade-off, right? And, but some other people in the, in the group were like, no, it has to be done this way. And you just have to understand that if you are going to say something has to be done a specific way and the results not that different in the end, then you, that's where I would, I would ask you to release expectation on the how, right? Like releasing expectation on how it's done. Because the thing is, is if it's done in the end and it's done effectively, does it matter all of the steps? Now, some of you listening to this are like, yes, it does, because I cannot have my white pants in my black pants <laughs> because they will be gray. Fair enough, right? Fair enough. But if you don't have a way to make that easy for the person doing it and they don't care, you might just have to do that yourself. I um, mean, you can like look at this, zoom out at a more something that so at like home, home situations always hit a little harder, right? Because it's our family. But think about a workplace. Um, here at Sisters Enchanted, we do all kinds of things for work, obviously. And some things require very specific steps because they're technology oriented. If you skip a step, it won't happen. It won't be done. And in that case, the expectation is you have to be able to follow the steps and the steps are listed out. And we have hired somebody though, to do the steps in that way. And that's the standard. And they know about that. If we're coming up with something new, like, um, like this podcast, the podcast has to be put up on a podcast place. It has to be edited, um, for all the audio that gets put in, it has to go on YouTube. There needs to be a YouTube graphic. There needs to be a blog post and there has to be links and there has to be text things. It has to go in our community. It's got to go an email and all this stuff has to happen based on just what I'm doing right now. And so if I were to say, no, I want the graphics to look exactly like this and the audio must be exactly like this and you know, whatever, um, then it could be pretty hard to find somebody to do that job. So what we do is we have guidelines. These are best practices. These are the fonts we use. These are the colors we use. These are the photos we use. Like here's how we talk, how we don't talk, words we don't say, words we do say. That's all written out. But how somebody applies that, that's up to the person doing the job as long as it's done effectively, right? And I got to release my grip on them doing it the way that I would have done it. Um, because if I'm going to hold on to it, then I'm just going to have to do it myself, right? And that's not helpful. All right. So releasing expectations. Release your expectation of how somebody will be and not necessarily on what needs to be done. That would be like a family or community standard. And then if you want somebody else to do something, release expectation that they will do it the way you would do it uh, and give them agency to figure out the way as long as that end result is there. And I'd be really clear on what the end result needs to be. All right. I hope that helps on releasing expectation. And I will see you in the next podcast episode.
If you love the podcast, be sure to leave us a rating or a review that helps us to get the word out about all we're doing here at the Sisters Enchanted. Thanks for being part of our community and we'll see you in the next episode.